0: FPL game week 27 final decisions time the game week deadline is getting closer we have injury updates to the likes of Dominic Solanke, Richarlison, Hwangi Chan, Pedro Porro amongst a few others as well we'll talk briefly about chip strategy whether you're playing a wild card this week what a draft should look like and who you should be considering buying into your team this week. what is up everyone fpl harry here welcome back for another video 1000 likes is the aim subscribe if you are new around here as well we are two and a half thousand subscribers away from 100k so if you want to help me get to that milestone that would be great but diving in to cover some of the major injury news that we have already going into game week 27 after the press conference today the main one is dominic Solanke. now in the press conference today we heard that Solanke went for an mri scan earlier in the week on his knee It came back clear there was nothing of any concern for Bournemouth but Solanke is still feeling pain in his knee and as a result has not trained yet so far with Bournemouth. However, he is scheduled to train on Saturday morning with the squad. If he comes through that game with no pain or very little pain then he should be available for the game on Sunday but if he has significant pain then he will be ruled out. There is of course a chance that he just makes the bench. Now what should you do with Solanke? A lot of us are in positions with the other injuries that we've got this week that you probably just have to start him and that's no real hardship. I do probably think about 60-70% chance that he should start this game, but of course it's not guaranteed. The more difficult one comes if you own him and you have a strong front eight. I put a poll up on Twitter and it's very, very split about what people are planning on doing with him about 20% of you are considering just benching Solanke this week if you have a strong front eight and that is worth considering but I do think he will probably start the other thing of course if you don't own Solanke so far this is not the week to go and buy him wait until game week 28 for the double to make sure he is fully fit now moving into Spurs we have seen reports over the past couple of days that I've mentioned in my videos that there is no Richarlison in the Spurs training photos, and today he was ruled out for two to three weeks from Ange Postokoglu. Now, he said two to three weeks in an update video that Spurs posted, and then in his actual press conference, he said three to four weeks to the press. So three weeks is a pretty good, you know, middle ground there. Game week 29, which is the blank week, is now two weeks away so he has to be considered a major doubt for the blank in game week 29. There is a small chance he can make an appearance as a sub. But he has to be considered a major doubt for 29. And almost certainly ruled out for game week 27 and game week 28 as well. The other one is in defence. Udogi may well be back for Spurs. He is in contention to start the game. Should be back in the squad at least. But Pedro Porro, this game will come too soon for him. and We might see him back in game week 28. But he should definitely be back by game week 29 outside of any setbacks. Next up is Brighton. So the big talking point at Brighton is Pervis' Stupinan. And that all hinged on whether we expected Lamptey to be back. Lamptey has been declared fit for the weekend. And given that Stupinan started the game midweek, played 90 minutes, I do think that is a massive risk. And I wouldn't really want a Stupinan in my team going forward. Moving into Liverpool... Darwin Nunez has been confirmed that he is available for the game at the weekend. They do have a massive game against Manchester City next weekend. So there is a chance that Klopp decides not to risk Darwin from the start, but he should at least be in the squad. And if you own Darwin, I would keep him and I would start him. If you are looking at the Darwin to Solanke move, I would not do that this week. I would wait and do that in game week 28. The final one is Mo Salah. Game week 27 will come too soon for Mo Salah. He's not been back in training. Klopp is hopeful that he might feature in Game Week 28 against Manchester City, but that kind of felt when he said it a little bit like, I don't want to rule him out of City because that will give them a boost, so I'm just going to say he might be in contention, but he's out this week, definitely. Now, the final little bit of injury news. Huang Hee-chan of Wolves has been ruled out of Game Week 27. There was no real timeline given. He's going to go for assessments next week. There's a very, very small chance he plays next week but because the original quotes were, he might miss a week to 10 days, but it doesn't sound like we'll be seeing him at all before the international break. So he is probably a sell into Aston Villa. Pau Torres and Ezri Konsa are the two main targets for game week 29. If you're looking to buy Aston Villa, defenders should be in the Aston Villa squad this weekend. But Emery doesn't know if they're going to be 100% fit enough to start the game. A decision will be made closer to the deadline. Again, if you own those two and you need them this week, they're probably fine to start, but I wouldn't go buying them this week. The final one is Luton and Adebayo in particular. He has been ruled out for this game with no timeline on his return. It does look unlikely that he'll be back for the doubling game week 28, but there's always a chance, but not going to be back this week. Now, to cover off chip strategy in as quick a time as possible, you've seen, if you haven't watched it in my video earlier in the week, it does it in more detail, but game week 29 has been confirmed. There are six games off. Four games will take place. You have Fulham Spurs, West Ham, Aston Villa, Luton, Nottingham Forest, and Burnley against Brentford. Now, a lot of us will be looking at a few players. I only have four players in my team at the moment for that one. So I am pretty certain I'm going to have to free hit in game week 29. This is the rest of the schedule that we have between now and and the end of the season there are opportunities to potentially play your free hit in game week 34 game week 34 and game week 29 are the two opportunities for me to play your free hit this leaves three main chip strategies for us going into the next couple of weeks the free hit 29 and delay the wild card until about game week 34 game week 35 the wild card after game week 29 in game week 30 or 31 this allows you to use your transfers over the next couple of weeks to buy players be playing game week twenty nine and wild card soon after to get rid of them, and then option C if you want a wild card this week or next week because you've got injuries. If you've got you know Richarlison, Poro, Huang, Paul Torres, another one in there, you might want to consider your wild card this week. So if you don't like your team and you're not well set up for game week twenty nine, then consider playing your wild card this week. If you have four or five good players already and you can get to seven, eight good players for game week twenty nine before taking any hits, then yes, you should just be using strategy two. Strategy two is the strongest, in my opinion, if you can get to a game week 29 team with very few hits. However, if you're like me, you like your team you have a few covers for the doubles in game week 28 already but you don't have good cover for game week 29 that is when you should be looking to play your free hit in game week 29 so it kind of depends on do you like your team and how well set up are you for game week 29 at the moment now there are a few of you who will have used chips already so just to go through all of those if you have used your wildcard already, you should be free hitting game week 29 and just forgetting about it and planning for the rest of the season without it. If you've already used your free hit, you should be going with strategy two where you just wild card soon after the blank in game week 29 and try and get your best team out as possible. If you've used both your wild card and your free hit, you kind of have to get maybe six, seven players out in game week 29, take the red arrow, but hopefully it does well enough for the rest of the season. And if you've used your bench boost, That doesn't massively matter. It just means that when everyone else is playing your bench boost, you just do your best with the 11 players you have out that week. Now, if you are looking to play your wild card this week, this is a draft that I would go with. It doesn't have four Bournemouth players as the last one did. I've counted and I've counted and I've counted again. In goal, I've stuck with Petrovic and Neto. I still think Petrovic is going to be Chelsea's number one. There is a bit of risk there that Sanchez might play some games. So if you don't want the risk, I would probably go for either Flecken or Johnston at Crystal Palace. Elsewhere in goal, Neto again with the double in game week 28 coming up and nice fixtures from game week 30 onwards. A reminder, if you're wildcarding this week or next week, I personally think you need to play your free hit in game week 29. If you don't have your free hit left, I would be saving your wildcard until game week 30. Moving into defence, Gabriel is the more expensive one, cover that Arsenal defence. Then you have Doughty and Zarbanyi as your cheap options in defense, ready for the double next week. I've gone with Zarbagny over Senesi because if you're wildcarding this week, you don't want to have to worry in four weeks' time about a defender being suspended. Zarbagny has much less yellow card than Senesi, so I would go there on wildcard. Branthwaite and Mitchell. Mitchell now playing left wing back for Palace and Branthwaite being very cheap and good fixtures between now and the end of the season for Everton. Into midfield, double Arsenal, with the moment not looking like we need most Salah. Saka and Odegaard. Son in there as well, because he's going to be playing up front for Spurs with Richarlison injured for the next few weeks. And then Gordon and Palmer. Again, if you don't love Gordon, I like him as a pick. But if you want to downgrade Gordon to someone like Leon Bailey, to Pedro Neto, someone in around that price, then go for it. But Palmer with the fixtures coming up, with the form and the price has to be in there. And up front, Haaland, Watkins, Solanke. Now, you're going to ask me, Harry, who would I bench in this draft? If you feel confident that Solanke is going to start this game, then I would bench Gordon. But if you think there's a doubt enough in your mind about Solanke starting, then I would bench him this week. Going back into some of the hot questions, and I've been asked so many times about who to start out of Ariola and Dubravka. For me, with Hwangi Chan being out, with Kunja being out, with Newcastle being at home, I would start Dubravka over Ariola, But it is very close. In terms of captaincy, to be honest, the top three stand out again. Haaland 1, Saka 2, and now Son playing up front is 3. It is really close between all three of them. And if you are chasing rank this week, I do think Saka and Son can be really good differentials. We've got Watkins in at 4. Again, Luton are conceding goals at the moment, particularly at home. And then De Bruyne, number 5, who I do think will start. If you have Kevin De Bruyne in your team at the moment, I wouldn't sell him for a hit. Now, if you're looking for a game with 29 player and you want to do De Bruyne to Son, for free and you've got nothing else you need to do in your team then fine but if you've got other transfers you want to make do those this week and keep De Bruyne and do not sell him for a hit and then finally which Bournemouth defender do I recommend buying so there are a few things to talk about here the first one is if you are wild carding soon after game week 30 so if you're dead ending into game week third, 29 then buy Sanessi that is a short enough window that I don't think Sanessi will get two more yellow cards given he's on eight yellows However, if you're wild carding this week or delaying your wild card all the way up until game week 34, 35, I would go for one of the others who don't have such yellow card risk. Now, there are two options. You can go for Kerkhez at left back or you can go for Zabanyi as a centre back. Now, Kerkhez is more attacking, but Lloyd Kelly, he's been ruled out for this weekend, but we don't know how long he's out for. He may well be back next week or after the international break. So, Kerkhez is good short term if you want a punt. But I would go Senesi if you're wildcarding soon or Zabanyi if you're not. Looking at the top players to buy by position. So on this graphic, the ones with a little green tick are the ones who play in game week 29. If there's no little green tick, They don't play. So your transfers will depend a little bit on your chip strategy. So if you're free-hitting Game Week 29, you can buy whoever you want. But if you're not free-hitting Game Week 29, you need to look at the ones with the green tick. In goal, I like Neto first. He does have the double. It's very closely followed by Kaminsky, who has the double and then plays at home to Forest in Game Week 29. Flecken and Leno are both there. They both have fixtures in Game Week 29. And then I actually quite like Jordan Pickford. Nice run of fixtures starting now, but doesn't have the fixture in the blank into defence. Double Arsenal still good, especially if you're free hitting in game week 29. Then we have a Bournemouth defender. Again, Senesio are our depending on what we've spoken about just before on what your chip strategy is. Alfie Doughty next. Again, the double onset pieces at home this week and then guaranteed to play in game week 29. And Emerson as well, looking very attacking at the moment. Decent fix your way at Everton. And then, of course, guaranteed to play in the blank. Into midfield. Saka remains number one, but if you're looking to Playing game with 29, you might have to buy Son instead of him, but the majority of us own Saka anyway. Son, I really like playing up front at the moment and good fixtures coming up. Odegaard, three. Bowen, closely four. Again, if you need a fixture in the blank, Bowen looks great. And then Cole Palmer. Palmer's fixtures and value just look great. Now, if you're looking elsewhere and you need a player in game with 29, I do like the Aston Villa midfielders in Douglas Louise and in Leon Bailey. I personally would still just about go Douglas Luiz, although his home form is much better than his away form. And two of their next three games are away from home. So that might swing you in favor of going for Leon Bailey because Douglas Luiz has only one return away from home this season. Now up front, Haaland is one. Solanke's not in the top five just because I wouldn't buy him this week because I'm not certain that he starts this week in game week 27. I like him and if you own him, fine. And he'll probably be top in game week 28 but this week he's not in there watkins is next good long term fixtures Morris, of course with the double and playing in the blank ivan tony as well and then Mooney's at fulham 4.5 million striker doing very very well at the moment they're particularly good at home brighton leaking goals i think he could be a great differential now just to summarize talking about my team and there are a few comments on the last video that have really got me thinking This is my team this week before I make any transfers. I quite like it. Solanke is the one that I just wish I knew if he was going to start or not. If he's going to be out, then I would easily do my transfers. But if he starts, then there is a possibility that I roll my transfer this week. Now, I do have on the bench Huang and Trent, who are both injured. But if I buy the Bournemouth defender this week in Zabanyi, I don't actually start him in my team this week. He doesn't get into my defence. So the only reason I would do that would be to upgrade Huang to Son, probably. And then I'd have to bench one of my front eight, which I find really difficult. Now, I think Son is better than Gordon. I think he's probably better than Solanke this week, and he's better than Foden this week. But it is using a transfer, and it is giving myself a benching headache this week. Now, I think I still will probably 60% do both of those transfers of Huang Hee Chan up to Son, Because with Richarlison out, him playing up front is just too good to turn down. And Trent down to Zarbanyi. But it does give me a benching headache. At the moment, I will start Solanke because I think he will start. And I will bench Gordon. But going into the deadline, if we get any news that Solanke is a doubt for that game, it will then be Solanke that drops to my bench. It is still Haaland with the captaincy and Bakaya Saka with the vice-captaincy this week. So at the moment is a 3-4-3. It plans to stay that way. Huangi Chan up to some though, and probably bench Anthony Gordon, despite how good... He has been at home this season so that is all for this final decisions video leave any questions you have in the comment section down below there will be a two-hour deadline stream tomorrow but of course it is a slightly later deadline again so from 11 30 uk time until 1 30 pm uk time there'll be a two-hour stream that is always scheduled so go and click on the link and get that notified for when we go live. Leave any other questions you have in the comment section down below. 1,000 likes is the aim. Subscribe if you're new around here, and I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.